I'm a stronger athlete because of my struggles. And I hope you keep falling short of your PRs because it gives you the chance to reflect and rebuild. I hope you cross finish lines and stay hungry for more because you are more. Hey, welcome to Build to Be You. My name is Michaela and I am so pumped that you're here. I made this podcast so you can uncover what it means to be you and learn how you can fully step into your potential while trying to navigate your 20s, overcoming previous failures, learning to face your fears, dance with your emotions, and take messy action in order to build and become the best you. You can expect a little bit of mixed up love and a whole lot of real talk. But let me just say this journey is so much more fun with the bestie. So buckle up and let's do it together. Hello, my beautiful friend. I am so excited that you're here today. And before we dive into today's episode, I just wanted to remind you that you can join my Built to Be You text list where you get weekly inspo and a little bit of mixed tough love right in your inbox. And you can join this text list by texting your fave emoji to 515-400-3503. Again, you can just text your fave emoji if you're like driving, you're cleaning, you're like doing errands. I will make sure to put that number down in the show notes so that way you can join when you have a moment to look at the show notes. Um, today's text to my text community was what can you add to your schedule this week that would add in more joy, which also equals more energy created. We get so caught up in work, to-dos, appointments, errands, and then wonder why our tanks feel drained by Friday. Don't spend this week waiting for the weekend or your next day off. Decide now that every day gets to be filled with joy. So those are the simple reminders that you're going to get throughout the week, a couple of times a week. I promise I will not blow you up, but sometimes you just read a message and you're like, dang, I really needed to hear that. And of course, I always love when you respond and really just engage with that text community because it makes my life so much more fun. I love connecting with you. Um, But let's dive into today's episode. If you listened to my last solo episode, all about moving finish lines, you know this past weekend, I completed the TCS New York City Marathon, which was also marathon number seven for me. I'm familiar with the distance. I know the discomfort that's coming. Yet every single race, I'm pushed to a next level version of myself. People always say the person who toes the start line isn't the same person who crosses the finish line. And even if you aren't a runner, I know this episode is going to be relatable for you because the quote unquote race that we try to incorporate into our day-to-day human lives has so many parallels. You're always in a hurry to get quote unquote, there. When things get uncomfortable, you pull back. When life feels hard, you put your struggles on a pedestal and tell yourself, I'm the only one feeling this way. And this episode is going to be equal parts and I love you and type of episode, but also me pulling back the curtains on some of my biggest growth moments that happened at the TCS New York City Marathon. And if you aren't a runner or you're not familiar with all that goes into a marathon, I've spent the last about 18 to 20 weeks training for this race. Hours and hours, hundreds of miles, 4 a.m. alarms on Saturdays for one single victory lap. I had a plan for a PR and I had a solid race day strategy. And you know what happened on race day? I didn't PR. I destroyed my quads. Shout out to the bridges of New York City. I beat myself up. I talked down to myself. I downplayed my finish line medal saying, oh, I could have done better when my phone was blowing up with love and support the minute I crossed the finish line. I went through 26.2 miles that mentally and physically changed me. And as soon as the race was over, I found myself wanting to go back to the start line, to start over, to change it, to do it over again, to try again. But my friend, that's not how life works. And that's not how racing races works. 
no do-overs. So what do you do instead? What do you do when you find yourself in those moments? Man, I wish I could just go back to XYZ point and do things differently. Man, I wish I just had a redo or I wish I could do that over again. And I'm just going to walk you through some of kind of the mindset blocks and the pep talks I had to give myself. And that's one of my favorite parts of racing is that it's me versus me. And I get to choose the version of me that I want to show up for. And I think you're really going to relate to just some of these shifts and you'll be able to see how you can implement or apply these to what you're going through in real time. And let's just start off. Let's just get down. Your struggles aren't special. And that's not in like, I hate you. Quit trying to think you're different than everybody else. This is in like a, hey, Look around you and look at all the people who are struggling, but still continue to show up, who are still relentless in the pursuit of the person they want to become. We all have our own individual struggles, our own individual roadblocks, our own individual insecurities, but you know what? They're not special. And in an environment like that, like race day, where you look around and people are limping, people are in wheelchairs, there's people that are blind who are missing legs and running on prosthetics, all shapes and sizes. And, you know, towards the last like five or six miles, it was a really hot and humid day for New York City in November. There was people lying on the ground, medical tents with oxygen masks all over. And here I was trying to tell myself that my tired legs were special, that I was the only one struggling. I was looking around me and I was feeling, I was feeling resentful towards the people who were making forward progress quicker than I was. And here's the thing. I was not the only one struggling and you're not the only one struggling. When you take a good, hard look around you, you bring a little bit of extra gratitude to what you do have, what is working, how strong you really are. And it never fails that when I'm in a moment of pity and despair, I can look on race day specifically, I can look to my right or I can look to my left and I can see somebody who has probably had a much tougher life, a much tougher journey that got them to that mile 26 or that mile 14, you know, losing a leg, having to battle cancer, or running for a family member who they lost to cancer. So I'm not saying to downplay how you're feeling, but I am saying open your eyes to the sea of people around you who are all doing the same thing, who are still deciding to show up. And one thing I told myself is, Michaela, all you have to do right now is right foot, left foot, right foot, left foot. Nothing else matters. One step at a time. And then you start to normalize that feeling inside of you of it's not, will I ever get there? It's when I get there because you are so dedicated and committed to turning your struggles into your greatest strengths. And I think that's such a beautiful asset to have in any human, because when you realize that the things that feel really hard, the things that feel impossible or so far out of reach are actually the things that are going to build you into that greatest version of you. And when you look around, I know I talk about this all of the time, but there are literal literal strangers looking to support you in every single area of your life. You just have to be open in allowing them to give you that support. And when you admit to struggle, when you admit to weakness and you share both, you pull back that vulnerability curtain and you show people, hey, there's a side of me that's weak. There's a side of me that really needs help right now. You get to let that help that others offer you carry you. 
And specifically on race day, I think about, it was around mile 17. I had just come over the Queensboro Bridge at mile 16 and I stopped and I stopped at the medical tent and I said, can I have some ice? I really need some ice. Like I'm really overheating. And then I took a couple more steps and there was a police officer sitting on the side, you know, cheering for everybody. And I was like, man, girl, I am really struggling. Like it is so hot. I am like, you know, and I don't even remember. I was like, <laughs> it was such an out of body experience that I can't remember specifically what she said, but she said something along the lines of like, you got this. You're really, really strong. Like, look how far you've come. Keep going. And she was a complete literal stranger. And I wish that I would have been like more in tune with the moment. So I could have really taken the time to acknowledge all the strength that she gave me just through her simple words. But I saw that time and time again, not only through my own race, but people who were racing around me, the thousands of spectators who showed up to cheer on literal strangers running 26.2 miles, volunteers who were using their Sunday morning to hand us water and hydration and nutrition, Again, the spectators were absolutely insane. I met somebody before the race at one of our shakeout runs from Prehab. Shout out, you guys. And I saw them at mile 20 and Alex, the owner of Prehab, had a foam roller or like a massage gun and he had donuts and a Gatorade or not donuts. He had marshmallows and a Gatorade for me. Sugar. Sugar is sugar at mile 20. But it was so cool that he was actually a stranger 24 hours prior to this race. And here he was taking time out of his day to help me get the energy that I needed to get to that finish line. And life and community and people and unity is such a beautiful thing. And when you pay it forward and you remain open and receptive to the support that anybody is willing to offer you, whether that's in the middle of a 12-hour shift, you know, somebody holding the door open for you at the grocery store or something as simple as, you know, letting you cut in or merge on the highway when there's like back-to-back traffic, right? We don't oftentimes slow down to share that gratitude for the support that you do have. And it's easy to be like, oh, I'm in this alone. I'm at it alone, you know? I literally had nobody there in New York City to cheer for me, at least that I knew of. Um, And I still let the streets of New York City carry me. I let the people, the strangers, that when I physically felt like I couldn't carry myself, I let their energy keep me going. And it's so important, no matter what kind of race you're running or goal you're trying to accomplish, that you focus on direction over speed doesn't matter how far you get there or how many roadblocks you have. And I got to a point in the race where it was obvious that my PR was not happening. My A goal, my B goal, and my C goal were all out the window. But I had to ask myself, how can I still get myself to that finish line? It was hot. It was humid. I was tired. My quads were screaming. So you know what I did? I walked the aid stations and I ran the rest. I would walk the aid station at the beginning of the mile, and then I would run the rest of the mile. And is that the way that I trained? Absolutely not. Did my ego hurt a little bit? Absolutely. But here's the thing. It doesn't matter how fast you get there or how you get there, as long as you stay committed to getting there. And like I said in last week's episode, I knew that that TCS New York City Marathon line was not moving. I was going to be at that finish line. No matter what, come hell or high water, I would crawl there if I had to. And that was what I had to keep reminding myself. It doesn't matter how fast you get there, sis. You just got to get there. 
And I remember as I was running, 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 and I was like, man, I'm cruising. I know that so many of my family and friends are tracking me through the app. And my phone was blowing up with support. And my Instagram DMs were blowing up with support. And I just felt so loved. I was so excited to show up and to show everybody and show myself, of course, all of the hard work that I had been putting in, all of the support that they had given me, that it was worth it, that I was doing the thing. And at the same time, once I started to slow down, I was like, oh my God, what are my friends and family thinking? Like they're, they're, they're seeing me literally take, take a halt, slow down, pull back. And I was like, man, is my running coach going to put me on blast because I didn't follow the race day strategy plan we literally just talked about? Are my friends and family going to judge me because I didn't negative split this marathon? Are people thinking that I'm a slow runner or that I suck? And I was like, wait a minute, this isn't about them. This is about me. And when you catch yourself in those moments of what are other people going to think of me, reel yourself back in, reorient yourself to reality. It's not about them. doesn't matter what they think. What matters is that you're making a decision to show up right now in this moment. And if they're not somebody who has been in the trenches with you, don't give them the cheap seats to give you an opinion or let their judgment take a hot ride in your life, right? Because it doesn't matter. You're the one showing up. You're the one putting in the work. You're the one getting uncomfortable. You're the one growing. So who cares what they think? And it's funny because nobody gave a damn. Nobody gave a damn about the pace that I ran or that I didn't PR. Everybody was outpouring with love and affection and support. And I was the one standing in my way. I was the one making the decision that they were thinking differently of me. So again, people aren't judging you, at least not in the way that you think they are. They're probably clapping and they're rooting for you so hard, but for some reason, you're too far in your own head to realize that that's what they're doing. So let this just be your reminder that one, it's not about them, but two, they're probably not talking about you in the way that you think that you are, or they're probably not talking about you in the way that you think they are is what I meant to say. So here's the thing. I finished that race and it was, it felt slow. (laughs) It did. It felt really slow. It felt really hard. And I crossed the finish line and they made me walk that godforsaken last mile and my legs, my quads were so tired. And I looked at my phone and I was seeing all of these messages of the congrats and that you did it. And I still felt a little bit shameful. And I had a mile to walk in a lot of pain (laughs) And this is what I told myself, is that if I only train for PRs, I'm robbing myself of a lot of opportunities to win. And I think that's such a beautiful testimony and a reminder for life. If you're only training to be the best, if you're only striving to be the best, if you're only striving to always win or be the most successful or achieve the accolades, how many opportunities are you missing out on to win? Because the struggles become the strengths. The moments where you want to give up are usually the moments that make you grow the most, that make you get the most uncomfortable, that are a true testimony of the person that you're becoming and the work that you're putting in. And as I was reflecting, I was like, Michaela, there is nothing that you can change about the miles that you just ran. So why are you robbing yourself of the opportunity to celebrate right now? Like you just ran another freaking world major marathon. Why are you being an asshole to yourself? And it's funny how we can get so down on ourselves and we can downplay our accomplishments in just a short, in a short moment. 
And so this is your reminder that there is nothing you can change about the miles, days, moments that are behind you. The only thing that you can control is the effort, the energy, the intention, and the mindset in the miles, days, and moments that lie ahead of you. And here is how I want to finish this episode. I'm a stronger athlete because of my struggles. And I hope you keep falling short of your PRs because it gives you the chance to reflect and rebuild. I hope you cross finish lines and stay hungry for more because you are more. I hope you tear yourself down just that way you can learn that only you can truly build yourself back up. And I hope that you realize nobody is rooting against you. Everybody is rooting for you in that finish line. It will change you. You just have to take the chance and the opportunity to see all of those struggles turn into strengths. And my friend, you are your greatest asset. You are going to be the person that carries you mile to mile, goal to goal, step to step, accolade to accolade. Nobody's coming to save you. And I know I say this all the time, but I am rooting for you so damn hard every step of the way. And when you're finding it hard to believe in yourself, borrow a little bit of belief from me because I know you are just scratching the surface of your potential. Before you go, I just wanted to let you know that I am so dang grateful that we are now on this journey through uncovering what it means to be you together. If you love this episode, make sure you share it with your friend or better yet, share it on social media and tag me so that way I know. Until next time, chat soon. Chat soon.